to the mystical realm of things that make you go woo. I'm your host, Emily, also known as Emily and Her Stars, an evolutionary astrologer, psychic medium, an insightful 6-4 projector who specializes in channeling cosmic messages that will unlock the boundless potential within you. When I'm not working with my amazing clients, I'm on a quest to unravel the sacred mysteries and ancient origins of the woo. Join me as we explore the rich tapestry of history, unfolding current events, captivating interviews, and sacred wisdom in the monthly energy reports. Brace yourself because this podcast is all about making you go woo too. Hello and welcome to another Cosmic Energy Report. I'm Andrea from Concrete and Crystals and Spirit Crumbs. And I'm Emily from Emily and Her Stars and Things That Make You Go Woo. We are here for the Pisces season report, and it feels like literally yesterday that we were just doing Aquarius. We're almost, we're out of it pretty much now. So it feels like it's been flying by with so many weird things. I've had so many technology things. I've had, I got stuck in an elevator yesterday. Like it's been a weird time. So I don't know how you're feeling about it, Emily. It's so funny. There were so many memes about January lasting 35 weeks or more. And February was like two days. And I feel like that was the case for all of Aquarius season. Once that that air, the breath of fresh air sort of hit with it, everything just moved so fast. We got all of our planets going direct. And yeah, I don't know anyone that hasn't felt the progression and things moving forward. But it's also this strange energy, right, where we've got so many things meeting up for the first time in Pluto in like 300 years that it also has got us a little off balance, off kilter, I would say. For me, I've been dealing with like this cold, we've been calling it cold fluvid, the perversion that is of its new thing that comes and goes a million times, which I think is interesting. It was also part of the Uranus conjunction in Aquarius that set off COVID. So I'm not surprised in some ways that we've got sort of this respiratory thing going full steam ahead in Aquarius season. But yeah, it's been, it was an interesting one. Yeah, I do feel like everyone's been hit with something in some way, shape or form. I think it is definitely that Pluto energy coming in strong, reminding us that we can't get too comfortable. I think we started to feel a little bit like in January, we were like, yeah, we're feeling the like movement. We're feeling like on our, like we're on our feet and we're moving forward. And then Pluto comes in to be like, don't think that that's it. Like there's still stuff coming, but I I keep trying to remain hopeful regardless of what keeps moving through and just keep going. And actually, I have to say, compared to the last few years, even when these things are hitting me, like I was sick for a while, I've been like reorganizing a bunch of stuff and like, you know, shifting things as they come. And I have to say, I've been taking it a lot more in flow than I would have last year or the year before. So I think this training we've had of all these like things on top of things on top of things is actually making it so that it's harder to rock the boat now. I feel like I'm just kind of floating through it a bit better. You talked in your Aquarius um, energy that you sent out. You were talking about this feeling of oil and water and how these things aren't necessarily blending, but they're like definitely floating. And I remember sending you a message right after that where I felt like, yeah, a lot of things are coming at us, but I also still feel kind of buoyed 
by hope. Like it's not going to drag me under. I didn't have that complete feeling of, oh my God, is this never going to end? It was like, okay, I see it and we're going to work through it. So yeah, I definitely think you tapped into that energy of Aquarius season. I appreciate you reflecting that because I always forget once I've sent things out. I do remember that it was so fresh when you sent me that, that I was like, this is the energy I was feeling because there is this energy of like self-protection where we get to a point where we're like, you know what? Most of the things that are really pulling me under are other people's things or like external energies. And I'm taking them on as my own or I'm letting myself mirror things that I don't need to. And I think there is something to be said for that. And I think that was like the grounding of Capricorn coming into it. We came in with extra grounding, I feel like, into this Aquarius season. But I feel like, I don't know about you, but I feel like because we've had this disruption, Pisces is going to be like the water, like the ups and downs, the tides, like we're going to be feeling it. But again, I do feel this like separation where it's like we'll be floating above it. But other people around us, if we've been going through it, I think other people will be you know, in it and be sinking down a little bit more, whereas we'll be more like, I see where the journey you're on. I've been there. <laughs> Don't want to go through that again. I'll help you through it. I'll talk to you, but I'm not doing it with you. Like, I'm not going to get dragged down in the same way I would have maybe last year at this time. Well, and reflecting too about like what lungs mean and it's anger and grief. And I think there's so many of us that are facing like a little bit of the grief of, okay, we're through this Capricorn season and do we feel like we've come out the other side with this new version of us that's maybe not what we expected or we're not where we expected. I also feel like there's this reflection coming with entrepreneurs of like, maybe I, like my definition of success maybe doesn't match everyone else's definition of success and exploring what that means, letting go of things, determining if you need to pivot. Yeah, it just feels like everything is breaking loose. I feel like the air from Aquarius is giving us the space to look at things in a way we haven't. And I think we're all going to be better for it, but it is a little still uncomfortable at the moment. This is going to sound disgusting, and I'm sure people are not going to want to hear this, but what I was seeing in my head when you were talking was the visual of the lungs. And when you have a respiratory infection, you need something to break that up if you have a chest cold so that you can cough it up and get it out of your system. And it's not comfortable. It's like the worst part of it. But once you feel that first few days of fresh air afterwards, you're like, I, I missed breathing this whole time. Like, I, you know, the first time you get really sick and you can't breathe, you're like, oh, I remember when I could breathe without thinking about it. And so like now I think we're maybe in that last stage where things are just like you said, breaking loose and we're able to like expel them, whatever that is, people, places, things, jobs, whatever it is that you've been kind of like gripping onto. That's what I saw as like a visual, as disturbing as that is. I just saw that as like the connection to the lungs and that it was an air season and we're going into water. So like, I think that is what I see is like that push and pull between air and water feels like a lung infection or like a respiratory infection, which is gross. But I feel like so many of us are going through it right now that it's like being brought to our attention for a reason. And that feeling of holding our breath, holding our breath for the next thing that's coming, holding our breath for hope, all of those things. Yeah. And I, I struggle personally, just I think because I'm so much fire, so much air. I think I have one sad little water in my whole chart. Water seasons force me to face 
the emotions and to ride the waves that for me feels like a lack of control. And so that feeling coming in of surrender and also Pisces asks us to go inward, right? This is that inward last bit of reflection before spring. And it's hard because so many of us are sick of the weather or sick of the snow and the foggy days and we're ready for change. We're primed for it. But really, if we can sink into Pisces and recognize that it's that last check-in with our highest self, our highest consciousness, our deepest innermost thoughts that are then going to help us feel more aligned when Aries season hits, we can take some of that pressure off of ourselves. And I don't think it gets talked about enough. I think I say this every Pisces season, that there is a thinning of the veil in Scorpio season, but we never talk about the thinning of the veil in Pisces season. And to me, it has the same texture. There's this feeling of awareness of our consciousness, awareness of something bigger than self. There's a magic that comes in these moments before spring where we know it's coming and it hasn't hit yet. But there's things that are tangible about the afterlife, about all of the things that are bigger than us in some way that we don't necessarily take the time to explore. So for me personally, going into Pisces season, I'm going to invite in a little bit of a slowdown, which feels counterintuitive, I think, for some people this time of year. But yeah, I'm anxious to see what you're thinking about Pisces. I second that the idea that it's like the time to go inward and that there's a lot of reflection before spring of like what renewal we need and again that like breaking free of things and realizing it's kind of like the last chance before we start the cycle over again like what are we bringing into that cycle with us and I think because what I'm really aware of this year with a lot of the collective things that are happening and whatnot is that Aquarius is more of the community and collective sort of sign for like the air sign and so for me I've never made this connection before but it feels like this is the water sign that's connected to what's bigger than us and I feel like it's the I think I don't know who said it I wish I could credit where I first saw this but it was the idea that Pisces of the water signs is that biggest ocean whereas like Cancer is more like a lake and I don't know which way it goes but I just feel like Pisces feels like that idea that like we realize how small we are compared to the whole but we have to do that inner work to do that because unless we feel like we are the ocean, we feel like all the emotions are ours and our emotions are giant and they're everything. But when you pull back into yourself and then reemerge in the spring, you're like, oh, I'm so tiny compared to like all these things that are changing and like all these systems in, in, around me. I feel like it is the one that kind of bridges that like Aquarius focus on the collective. What can I do? What are we talking about? What are the conversations? And you bring those back in and be like, where do I fit? in this and like how can I connect with that more in my own way without feeling like I'm trying to be someone else. My favorite astrologist Stephen Forrest talks about that ocean aspect in the book of water and this feeling that just as soon as you find I get comfortable at a deep layer you recognize that it still goes down deeper and it goes deeper and it goes deeper and that part of Pisces that dreamlike escapism is so connected to Virgo. I almost feel like these two signs for me are some of the most connected of all the zodiac. I mean, we always look at the polarities, but Virgo is always on the cusp of recognizing that we are here to do something important and that there's this feeling of judgment coming, right? If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. And it needs to be in the best form possible. But Pisces recognizes 
that that judgment, that feeling, that need is coming not only from internal forces, but something bigger than self. And so there's a, I find with a lot of Pisces, they can go really extreme into those Virgo-like qualities because it's easier to manage the day-to-day. It's easier to take care of those tangible things where digging into those depth, those ocean-like depths is overwhelming. Where do you stop? Where is infinite possibility is completely overwhelming. And so I'm just going to ignore that and stick with what I can take care of today and escape it in a different direction. That makes so much sense. And I know in Holisticism, the 12th House podcast, that's their scale that they use to talk about where something falls is like on the scale of like Virgo to Pisces, where does this fall? Because they are so alike, but also like they have their extremes that are very different. And I think that's where like right now it's like sometimes I like you said, I think you can feel that you're like in the middle of those two sometimes like there's a balance coming in it. And I know people who have both in their sign like Pisces with like Virgo rising or something. And they do lean into the Virgo a lot more than the Pisces because of that fear of like the depth and like getting lost in it. So I love that you brought that up because that puts another new lens on that axis of those two signs. I know so many doctors that are Pisces, which I think is fascinating. That is that combination of godlike power over the physical. So I think, yeah, there's a lot to explore in Pisces. Don't let yourself get swept away in it. It is nice to anchor into those daily routines, but also don't deny yourself the opportunities that are coming this month for really deep healing. Pisces season is going to bring some amazing healing energy that we haven't seen in a long, long time. I think it's going to be powerful. I've been feeling the lead up to it. And even Aquarius felt like in the recharge that I did, um, it felt really intense, like we were leading to a lot of that. So I'm really interested to see how the Pisces one is going to go because I can feel the energy building for it. And it does feel like there's going to be quite a release that comes along with it. On that note, do we want to share what we're doing for Pisces season? Maybe I'll start since I just already started talking about it. But my newsletter for Pisces season is going to be coming out on the 27th. And then my recharge is going to be the same week on the 29th of February. I'm going to be doing them close together again this time because I feel like the energy between them has been really good when I do them back to back. So you can book that through the links in my bio as usual or the links in the show notes. And then I want to share, I can't remember now as I never can if I shared it last time or not, but now for the rest of my offerings, my one-to-one sessions for readings and for healing sessions are now through Spirit School. So as most of you know, I've been the community manager there for a couple of years now, and we're now offering readings through other Spirit School members as Team Spirit School. It feels expansive to focus on the one-to-one. I think I've been doing group stuff so much for the last while that it does feel really nice to dive back into some of those one-to-one things. I really enjoyed doing. I've done a couple of the surprise readings now that I had started for the year. And I just feel like it's nice to dive into like individual people and connect. I love that you started doing some of the surprise ones. And I hope you hear from the clients because that would just be yeah fun to open your box and have in your email one day. So I will be having my newsletter come out somewhere around the 28th or the 29th. I always like to wait and get that 
next month's calendar out to you guys as soon as possible. And then exciting things, the introduction to intuitive astrology is going to start again. We ran this in the fall, was so much fun. This is if you are curious about astrology, if you are looking to understand it in a way that you can supplement it into your Reiki, into your healing, into mediumship, whatever it is, this is a really great gateway into astrology in a way that is not overwhelming, doesn't force you to memorize keywords, and lets you understand that astrology is part of our language every day. And so this introduction to intuitive astrology begins March 20th. We're aligning it with Aries season, which feels so exciting. And then if you are interested, please know there's a link in the show notes or also in my bio. You can also find it at emilyandherstars.com. And then we just wrapped up teaching Spirit Whispers. This was the mediumship course that ran from January into February. That is going to be coming back in the fall. So I will be running that um, a second time this year. So if you are interested, you can always get on the waiting list and I will let you know when those openings come up. In the meantime, I have lots of openings in March and just a couple in April for individual readings. And this includes not only the Akashic astrology, but also Akashic about this current life. We can also dive into your birth chart and uncover all of your hidden gifts discover any wounds that can be holding you back, as well as I've got some psychic openings coming up in the next couple of weeks as well. So I hope to see you there. That is so exciting. I love that you just did the mediumship. I feel like that feels really expansive. And I know you really enjoyed that group and being able to see their growth. And I really hope that Anybody who's been thinking about it for the last while, maybe didn't get into this round. I hope that they do sign up for the next round. If you hear any noise, I have a cat that I just adopted and she is not enjoying being left alone for this whole recording. Uh, I kind of think I blanked out when I was talking a bit there because her cute little eyes were staring at me in the screen. That was the cutest thing I've ever seen. She has a little raccoon tail that just like goes popping up for a little bit. <laughs> But I am really excited for the next round of both of those because I know the intuitive astrology was so well received and people really learned so much from that. And I think now having the mediumship to do again, I just feel like those are things that people can build on their skills and build on their understanding. I know every time I kind of like revisit any of the materials for the different signs, I always pick up on something different. So I really love that you're doing both of those again. Thank you. I am going to be offering a level two astrology coming probably early to mid-summer, somewhere in there, in the works. But I wanted to run this intuitive introduction one more time before we hit level two. So yeah, lots of exciting things coming up this year for sure. I love it. Is there anything else you wanted to share about Pisces season before we get into the weekly report? I don't think so. I think I'm good. Let's, let's see. I'm anxious to see if you put the cards back or not. That's always my favorite part of you and Tarot. It's our push and pull relationship that we have. And I did actually put them back in. And I got it once they were, as usual, I put them back in and get kind of the same vibe, just a different card. So I, I have not learned my lesson. If that's what people are wondering, no, I have not learned my lesson. I still keep thinking it'll be different if I just put it back. But I feel like we do that in so many areas of life where we're like, if we just do the same thing over and over again, eventually it'll be different. 
But this time around, I feel like it was reflecting just the energy I was feeling before I pulled the cards. So I should have known. So we're starting off now. We're recording on technically the first day of Pisces season. So from February 18th to the 24th, I pulled the Eight of Swords. It's one of those cards that I think comes up as something that we can't see in ourselves. We need to kind of have that like step back reflection. So it does feel like that it's an air sign feeling, but also has some depth to it. So I think it is a good transition card for us going from Aquarius into Pisces. And in the card, it's a woman looking into a mirror and only in the mirror does she have a blindfold on with all of these ravens around her and she's got her hands cupped together and she's distraught. But when you see her, she's actually sitting just by herself in a room in front of the mirror. And I think this energy persists a little bit into the month, but I think this energy is something that comes up for us when we are self-sabotaging holding ourselves back, seeing things in the lens of maybe how it was before and not seeing that we've evolved past it. Like what we were talking about, how this year it doesn't feel like we're going to get pulled into the depths as much. I think we tend to only do it to ourselves. It's like if we let ourselves flow with the energy and really feel into it in the moment and this moment, how it feels, not how it felt last time, I think we'll actually find that it's not as deep and we'll be able to recognize that it's only in our heads faster than maybe before. And then with it being an eight, there's also this energy of abundance. I keep feeling like there's this abundance that we've been waiting for that we know is there. And we, I feel like we've been feeling this since Capricorn season where there's a very tangible feeling. Like we know these things that we've been working on are so lucrative and that they're going to really pay off. They're going to have healing effects for other people. Like we know the ripple that's possible. It's just, we can't figure out what thing needs to change, like what combination we need to put in in order to see that actually unlock and start opening up. And there's this energy that I could feel, which I actually saw my cat do something and it was while I was pulling these cards where she was running and she stopped and then shook her head and then just laid down and went to sleep. And it's like, you know, you, you're running and running and it's like, why am I running? You like shake your head and you're just like, oh, actually I'm fine. So sometimes it's just like this energy of like, also I think the energy of Pisces season with that like dreamlike quality, the equivalent is also like when you have to pinch yourself to see if you're dreaming. And I think sometimes we get so lost in the like imagination. It's the same as like when you're in an argument with someone and you're like in your head having the argument back and forth. And then when you actually go and talk to the person, they're like, oh, I didn't even know that was an issue. You know, it's like you've made up a whole feud in your head that's like the other person hates you and has this whole energy. And then the other person is totally unaware that that was even a thing. So I think there's a lot of that happening right now. And some of it is because we are too afraid to take the next step. So we try to make it so there's some outside force that's preventing us when really it's just our own perception of what's happening. So the last kind of phrase that came through with this was that you are more capable than your mind will let you believe. So sometimes I think it is just like we try to tell ourselves that we're not ready yet, that we have to do more that imposter syndrome of like, I need to learn a little bit more. I need to do a few more practices of this before I do it for real. But in the reality, we've been practicing for it for lifetimes at this point. And now it's time to just do the thing. So this eight of swords is really telling us that we need to see ourselves the way spirit sees us, not how we as humans see ourselves in the mirror. It's so interesting. And I wasn't going to go backward into the astrology before going forward, but I think it's really important because it, part of what I feel like you're picking up on as well is the 
annual meetup of Pluto and Venus, which actually happened on the 17th. And it has not happened in Aquarius in 300 years. And so when we look at that energy of this death and rebirth of what we value, what we need to feel harmonious and safe and comforted, we are literally coming to a point where we are discovering, is it working or is it not working? And we're starting to think about what we can let go of, how we're willing to move forward. And that can be this feeling of, I can't believe I held myself victim to that in some way. So of course, the 19th, the sun heads into the dreamy realm of Pisces, and it's going to be here for the next four weeks, stirring the depths of empathy, creativity, and intuition. Now, imagination reigns supreme, which is a refreshing change after four geeky and freaky weeks of Aquarius season. So this is a time to ditch the algorithms and social theory and really come back to that mind-body-soul balance. Compassionate Pisces encourages you to connect with your feelings and honor your instincts. Cultivate meaningful connections instead of superficial ones. It's time to nurture a spiritual practice or explore an artistic avenue such as painting, music, or dance. And more than anything, let those waves of emotion wash over you. On February 22nd, all aboard the Aquarius train because we are actually not done with this energy quite yet. Today, Venus and your desires are going to align with mindful Mercury in Aquarius, giving way for that expect the unexpected. The biggest surprise may actually come from within as you find yourself shedding past versions and ideas of what you thought your goals and desires were. Motivation to strike out in a new direction could come from seemingly nowhere. Sit with the information before you hand in your notice. Don't act and burn the bridge. Hang in there. On February 23rd, your inner voice is going to take over the mic for the next couple of weeks because communicator Mercury is going to also dive into these intuitive and empathic Pisces. Mercury in this right-brained sign awakens your inner artist. Steep yourself in music, painting, and dance. Pull out your journal. Your subconscious is going to be active, especially at night. If you can remember your dreams, write them down. They could contain important messages. Warning, with Mercury and dualistic Pisces, it will take extra effort to cut through the mixed messages and discern what's really going on. Pay attention to nonverbal cues and body language. What people aren't saying could communicate more than their actual words. And then on February 24th, it's time to restore a little order to your life. The annual full moon in Virgo calls the cosmic cleaning crew in for that deep sweep. From your fitness to your diet to your physical space, this lunation is going to help you tackle whatever got messy or disorderly over the winter. Tightening up your game is great, but avoid perfectionism and putting yourself down. This year, the Virgo full moon is going to oppose regimented Saturn and Pisces, which could make you especially hard on yourself. Instead of turning a critical eye on everything, approach your Make a Better campaign with plenty of self-compassion. You may need to call in some qualified experts to help you get things where you want. So don't hesitate to sound the alarm for support. And you'll also feel like it's possible that the grass is greener everywhere but under your own feet. The two benefic planets, named that for their positive, helpful influence, 
are at odds today, making people selfish and impossible to satisfy. This is Jupiter and Saturn. It may feel like nothing you do is good enough for your partner and vice versa. So hold off on making any major decisions for just a bit. That makes so much sense that the full moon is that week. I was just feeling into this energy because these two weeks in a row had pretty similar energy. It's just that one was an air sign, one is an earth sign. And I think there's this energy of questioning things in many different areas. So from the 25th until March 2nd, I pulled the five of pentacles. And this card is actually one of the ones that makes me so uncomfortable because it's all about like, finances and scarcity and not really seeing that there are opportunities available. And in most depictions of this card, there's a door and someone being left out in the cold. And realistically, it's only what we're allowing ourselves. So I think it's like the physical representation of that mental anguish that we were dealing with before, where it's like we're mentally leaving ourselves out of opportunities but it's showing up as like actual opportunities we're missing out on, like physical opportunities and abundance. The idea of that abundance sitting there just waiting for us is what's showing up here. It's like, okay, now it's time to actually look at this from a lens of what am I doing that is actually preventing income and trying to see like what the physical, tangible, you know, consequences are of us not trusting ourselves and not moving forward and seeing only the negative. That energy we're speaking of, of that full moon and that, those transits happening simultaneously really does feel like this card because there's this energy of like insecurity that comes with it. And again, feeling left out in the cold. And there's also this FOMO of like feeling, feeling like you're missing out on something that everyone else has. And realistically, you have the same ability as everyone else. It's just that other people have just pushed past whatever their own obstacles are, or they're at a different point. They've been doing it for longer and they've been through the cycle more times and you just didn't see it. And I think sometimes we do lose our own vision of who we are because we're seeing a different version of someone else. And that can really feel like you're on your own when realistically so many people are dealing with the same thing at the same time. Every time I've opened up about financial things I've been through with someone, I've been met with, oh, I went through that too. Although yet you would never know and no one talks about these things openly, but there, you rest assured that other people are managing similar things, especially with the economy and the world the way it is right now. Try to see the, that this more as a five than as the five of pentacles. The five is change and freedom and try to see that when you let go of like the one door that you're so focused on, the key that's in front of you might just unlock the door behind you or beside you. Or maybe you need to get through that door to see the other opportunity or another door. Maybe it's just a porch, you know? Maybe there's an actual door on the other side that's leading you where you need to go. But the only way to do that is to let go of that victim mode or that comparison trap that you're in and to really open up to the fact that, you know what? I've been trying to do this on my own and find change on the street for the last while. Why don't I actually use this key and actually just take the chance that someone or something is on the other side that can really move me forward on this journey because I'm tired of being in this cycle. This, yeah, of course it fits. I don't even know why I say I'm surprised because I shouldn't be. On February 27th, you want what you want and you want it right now. The two most important planets butt heads, igniting egos and tempers. 
Hot-headed Mars and know-it-all Jupiter aren't known for getting people to back down or admit that they're wrong in any way. So if you find yourself digging in your heels, force yourself to detach and walk away looking for a different view or a different outcome. It's better to lose a little pride than to waste precious hours in a no-win argument or situation. On February 28th, we have what we call the Day of Challenges. This comes once a year. Dream a little dream, but then make it a reality. So the sun and expressive Mercury are aligning in imaginative Pisces. So your creative ideas will meet with warm reception. But be careful who you share those visions with for just right now, because sobering Saturn will also join this Pisces grouping, bringing a harsh reality check if you get too excited too soon. There's no room for shortcuts. And the annual Sun-Saturn meetup, which is called the Day of Challenges, encourages you to take your time and make sure you have all of the components in place before you leap. Your diligent efforts could pay off over time, maybe even attracting the hard-earned respect that you've been looking for. But watch for heavy moods because everyone is going to feel that Saturnian pull. So instead of getting discouraged, go back to the drawing board put a solid plan in place. And if you lose perspective, remember that this weighty energy will pass soon enough and maybe just take a nap already. (laughs) On February 29th, it's time to leap into some better energy today because communication master Mercury is going to be harmonizing with bountiful Jupiter. If you decide to share one of your dreams with those inside your circle, the look of excitement in their eyes could have you thinking that the bigger picture is really exciting and maybe you it's time to put those rose-tinted sunglasses back on. Maybe not all hope is lost after all, so use this once every four years energy as a bonus day to spend some time digging into the possibility of making those dreams a reality. And then on March 1st, I'm really calling this entire month this idea of in like a lamb, out like a lion. Today's supportive and kind energy is going to come from triple sextiles in the sky, creating all kinds of opportunities and harmony everywhere you look. With the sun and Jupiter creating a dreamlike oasis for you to see yourself in new exciting ways, what you never thought possible could suddenly feel within reach. However, Chiron and the North Node are conjunct one another, occupying the same space and the same energy. And they will both be in harmony with Venus, hoping to smooth things out and pave a road to success that not only feels good, but actually expands you. Ride this energy wave for as long as possible. That resonates a lot. I feel like these cards aren't coming up for like specific weeks, like they're coming up for specific transits. And so this next one, which is for the week of March 3rd to the 9th, is the ace of pentacles and we're still in this pentacle energy of like earthly possibilities but we're at the beginning of the cycle and this really feels like it's reflecting that sun saturn like day of challenges because it's asking you to plan and to plant the seed and to know that it might be a long process but it doesn't mean that there's nothing happening you can have more the other thing that keeps coming through with this card which is like coming out before i even get to it in my in my brain is that you can have multiple streams of income. This is like, I've never heard this with this card, but what it's showing me, which I'm getting like fully, like I'm feeling it in my heart chakra. I'm feeling it in all my chakras as I'm talking, which hasn't happened in a while with these cards. 
I feel like it's this seed of hope that we've been hoping for where like we've been feeling it in our emotions, we've been feeling it in our minds, but we haven't really seen the evidence, but this is the tangible evidence. And what it's showing me is like to have a, like, and I have like a background for people who don't know where I took a lot of environmental science and geography courses. So I have little bits that stick in my brain. I didn't major in it or anything, but one of the things that's showing me is that in order for a soil to be healthy, it's actually really harmful to have a monocrop because the soil isn't getting as, it's only taking nutrients out of the soil. Nothing's going back into it. Soybeans are a popular thing to plant because they give back to the soil. And then you also get the harvest of those things as well. So in a healthy garden or a healthy farm, there's usually multiple crops happening at the same time. And in indigenous teaching, something that I've learned is that there's the three sisters of the three plants that grow together. And this is coming through with this ace of pentacles. So it's the corn, the squash, and I can't remember if it's beans or what the third one is. Beans. Okay. I did think it was beans. Okay. So those three grow together because that maintains the ecosystem. It makes sure that you're going to be able to have crops for years to come. If you're only looking at this season, I'm going to grow this crop because it's what's selling right now. That's how it's coming through for me right now then that's not sustainable. And this is why we've been in this cycle. It's like, I'm going to try this now, put all your energy in this one thing. Then I'm going to try this now, put all our energy in that next thing. Meanwhile, if that thing loses, people lose interest, you have nothing to fall back on and you're feeling bare. And this is where like the chariot energy, I never see it as one thing. I always see it as coaxing two things at the same time. And this is why, because if you only ever have one thing, I mean, if you have one thing that's stable and solid and it's been working for you, then yeah, just putting a little bit more energy to refresh it is probably all you need. But if you're someone who likes change and likes to change things up, maybe it'll be more worthwhile to see what two things you could do. Maybe something that just works in the background that you don't have to put energy in. Maybe that's where you're putting your energy now. And this is why this feels like something that you know is going to take a while but it's also not going to take all of your energy and take it away from what's already working. So this came through very, very strong. And with it being in the middle of the month, this is the turning point of how I felt it. This is the part where we start being like, okay, reality check. Let's get out of my head. Let me stop wasting my own time, wasting my own resources and trying things that aren't working and convincing myself I can't do the thing that I know I want to do. And this is where the energy of creativity, like when you were talking about the creativity coming in, I've been saying that about Pisces season to Emily and to different people the last couple of months where Aquarius, I felt like was going to be like a, an energy shift, but it was Pisces season that I could see being where the actual creative, tangible things come through. And I'm feeling it for myself. I'm feeling more confident hearing that description from Emily for this energy. And I think this is the point where it's like, maybe what I'm seeing come through is like maybe you're you can only make so many physical things at a time but maybe you upload something and have it you know sold digitally and then that can take off and then you can focus your energy on making the next thing that you want to tangibly make and then put things online you know it's like finding ways to be able to make the most of the creative energy you have at this time so that it's going to keep going and it's not going to be one on one and done like maybe you're going to take things you're doing and make an oracle deck and then that can sell or a book putting all your ideas into one book and then you're making two things at once. So maybe you're just sharing a poem a, a week or a poem a month, but by the end of the year, you have a book to sell and you can pre-sell that. Like, I don't know why these specific ideas are coming through, but I feel like there's people listening who have these ideas and need this nudge. And it's just showing me like, the more you put time and energy into something and nurture it, 
the more likely it is to turn out the way you want it to. And so what I also was seeing as like the last piece of this was that there, oh, this is a really big download, this one. I, I'm like looking at my points and I'm like, this feels like it's taking seven years, but we're going to go with it. So the other piece to this that was connected to that was the fact that we may be looking like a lot. I made a garden on my balcony in 2020. Have I touched it since then? No, but I have this box of like seeds that I meant to plant that I never did. And I think that's the energy we're feeling now, which is why we really need to finally be like, okay, I have the seeds. I have the water. I have the soil. I just have to plant them. That's the only thing missing is me doing the thing. But the other thing that came through that was related to the crops that I forgot about was that there's like an order to the way things work in regrowth. So if there's a forest fire, there's certain species that show up first as like the pioneer species and there's like a succession to it. So when we're planting seeds, we know that there's going to be an order to the way things show up. So we may plant all the seeds at the same time, but not everything's going to show up at the same time. So just keeping that in mind that, yes, you may be starting multiple things right now, but just trust that your energy is going to go to the thing that needs it the most. And to keep in mind with that Saturn pushiness and that Virgo new moon, that we're going to be our own harshest critic. And to instead drop back into that creativity, let loose of the reins a little bit and don't feel like you're already behind. You're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. I loved all those descriptions. I, I'm excited to share this energy. So March 3rd, Venus is still in unpredictable Aquarius and Uranus is still in stubborn Taurus and they're going to be squaring off today. This makes for short fuses that could make it hard to get on the same page with pretty much anyone. These fixed sign energies aren't willing to compromise. So step away from people who are pushing your buttons because as tempting as it could be to react when you're feeling cornered, a level head will always prevail. With so much planetary energy still in Aquarius, everyone will move past these feelings pretty quickly and it will be a new day and a new story. So don't reluctantly and relentlessly and impulsively make and act out in ways that aren't necessary. On March 4th, do you ever feel like you're speaking Pig Latin when you try to explain yourself? Today, outspoken Mercury will feel like a communication wizard when it meets up with unconventional Uranus, forming opportunities for you to share those misunderstood parts of yourself. Use this time to channel your guides, connect to the records, or make headway on projects that have felt too big and unaccomplishable. On March 5th, Today through the 11th, we have a window of great healing energy opening up. The North Node and Chiron will be sharing the same cosmic degree conjunct in Aries, asking us to look deep into our inner wounds and past life trauma. Are the things you're afraid of part of your reality? Or are you keeping yourself small due to outdated and long lost belief structures? Somatic healing, getting clear about your safety here and now will all help you drop into deeper awareness and allow you to find long hidden pieces of yourself. Use this window for the most magic. March 8th, is that a foghorn you hear in the distance? <laughs> because as Neptune meets up with Mercury and Pisces, things will get murky and the lines between fact and fiction might just blur. 
You might find it hard to focus on conversations or get clouded in the energy. Don't try to force it. Instead, let your imagination and your intuition guide you. With this heart-centered energy, try not to be so hard on yourself or others. If the tears roll, let them because you might just gain some really deep insight. And then on March 9th, if two weeks of feeling emotional tenderness is enough for you, get ready for an extended two-month stay of Mercury in Aries. Bold, outspoken, Mercury in Aries doesn't mince words, leaving sharp edges on phrases that may or may not be intended. There's a fine line between truthful and tactless. Keep things simple and get important conversations out into the open. No matter how direct and clear you think you are being, chances are you are going to revisit some of these issues when Mercury goes retrograde for nearly all of April. Mars and Uranus also square off today, creating a complicated and combustible energy. This 90-degree matchup happens only once a year and can cause quite the disruption. So with Mars and Aquarius and Uranus and Taurus, these stubborn fixed energies are going to push people to their limit. Pay attention and step back if things feel like they're going to boil over. So the next card that I pulled was the seven of wands. And I love this because it still has the hopeful energy of that like oil and water where we're staying in a bubble. We're not getting totally taken down, but there are a lot of forces outside of us. There's a lot of arguments. There's a lot of people with input. There's a lot of disagreements. There's a lot of external energies trying to take away our peace at this point. And the most important thing is to trust that you've gotten this far for a reason and we don't need to go back again. Going backwards is not an option at this point. Things have shifted. The energy is different. And I don't know if you've ever tried to like get back with an ex or start talking to a friend that you had le- you had, you know, left behind and you talk to them again and you're like, there's just no way to go back in that energy or like going back to a job that you used to do and it used to feel aligned. And then you're like, no, I just can't do it anymore. I'm a different person. I'm a different version of myself. So this is kind of the energy that might be showing up as well. Protection from the external is like the main part of it. But there's also this idea that like the beginning of a project or something new is very fragile. And so that ace of pentacles energy of like we're planting the seeds, we're starting something. So much can go wrong in that first little bit of time before it germinates. And this is where the external energy is going to be coming in of the people questioning your path and questioning what you're doing and questioning if you can do it. Maybe in the past you tried to do something similarly and it didn't work out and people can only see that version of you. They can't see how much wisdom you've gained from all of the different experiences you've had in the last while. All they can see is that one time you bail. And I think we need to be our own cheerleader, our own protector for this period because It doesn't matter what other people's perceptions of us are. It's like going back to that eight of swords where we only see in the mirror this version of us being tied up and pulled back. It's like this time around, we're seeing ourselves clearly, but now all of a sudden people are coming in to to challenge that, to test that. Like, oh, have you lived past that? Or can I sway you back in that direction? But this time we're like, no, I don't care what you think. You can hate it. I'm doing it. And I think I have a lot of that energy sometimes where when I decide I'm going to do something, I see no other option than it working out. And we need to kind of sometimes lean into that. You can feel for yourself if you know it's not something that's going to work out. 
So if you feel like it is, then go with that. I think this is the time to do that and the energy is supporting it. And it literally is just the message coming through as don't let others take away your intuition or your trust in yourself. Those are things you've worked so hard for. And that's why there's such a bubble around it. That's why that oil and water energy is so important. It's like you've worked hard to get to the point where you can actually trust yourself and stay above that energy. So don't let someone take yourself, take you back now because you're so close to actually seeing those tangible results for a change. It's interesting because the next week, like we have huge energy, the 10th and 11th, and then it's really quiet. The skies are kind of eerily quiet until the 17th, but I think it's because we're being hit with some big themes. On the 10th, nothing quite opens the doors to our fantasy world like a Pisces new moon. So pay attention to those day and nighttime dreams as Neptune which is the ruler of Pisces, will be riding a bicycle built for two right alongside the new moon. Since the spiritual veil is thin under these moonbeams, this is one of the best days of the year to download divine inspiration. Find a quiet space where you can hear your own inner voice. Unconventional Uranus will add a supportive sextile of energy today, encouraging you to try something new. Maybe now is the time to explore a new modality. From March 11th all the way through April 5th, Venus is going to flow through imaginative Pisces, adding to this stellium of energy that we have in Pisces. For the next couple of weeks, aim to create beautiful moments in your days instead of buzzing from one task to the next. This is sinking into that energy of what works for you. Start your days with mindful tasks like journaling or meditation and expand on the heart-centered energies that are already present. Get creative, but don't let all your boundaries down, right? This, a feeling of rose-colored glasses can be really great for embracing the softer side of life, but not everyone is going to have your best interests at heart. You have to be aware of what direction is best for you. So I think the cards you pulled for this energy are so spot on, and nothing allows us to burst forward into that Aries energy better than spending the time to make sure that our soil is tended to, that our seeds are planted, and that we're aligned with our own best interests. And I think this Pisces new moon is going to feel emotional, but it's going to feel emotional in the way of what am I letting go to make room for instead? What, what can I do that's going to open up new possibilities? How can I expand my business in new ways, all the things we've talked about. So yeah, it's an interesting time. Like I said, the skies are actually kind of eerily quiet from the 11th to the 17th. So yeah, hang in there. It'll be, it'll be an interesting week. I really like that because I, I told Emily, like sometimes as you all know, if you've been listening, sometimes it's just the four weeks and that's it. But sometimes there's like a few days at the end or the beginning of the month that I'm like, no, this is a completely different energy. I can't just leave it as like the same one. And so for the 17th to the 19th or 20th, wherever in your time zone, it changes over. I actually pulled the 19 in the major arcana, the sun. And I was like, what an incredible card to transition into Aries season. And I just really felt this lighter energy coming in. And the phrase like soak it up was coming in like, really do like soak up the positive energy that's coming in because it seeds more of it. And so I think this is like we've we prepared everything. We put that we've watered things and all we really actually literally need is the sun. Once that first little 
sprout comes up, then it's photosynthesis. Like we need the sun in order to continue that process. And so the more we can see things in a positive light, we can actually use that energy, harness that energy to grow and to expand and to trust that we are doing what we need to do. And I think that energy of like the emotions being on the positive side really resonates because there is this feeling that I feel like we don't get enough. We don't let ourselves sink into enough where we feel proud of ourselves, where we feel just like I just got full chills down the side, my left side of my, my head, where it's like you have those moments where you're literally crying because you're like, I did that myself. Like that is the energy that I think spirit really wants us to feel is like feel the warmth in your body of like how incredibly powerful it is when you do something that you set out to do whether or not you're at the end of the process or not like I think the sun comes up and the, those end of the major arcana cards come up and we think well I'm not done I'm just in the middle of it but there is a point of recognition that you're being asked to give yourself regardless of what point you're at in the process you need to have those regular check-ins if you only congratulate yourself when you're at the end of it what if it's a five-year cycle you're in you're not going to have a moment of joy for five years because you're still in the middle of it like every piece of it is important if you give up for a week right at that at a critical point then you're gonna have to start over and so if you've pushed through all those points when you could have given up and you're still in it you need to have that moment to really feel the joy because there's this feeling of like having the evidence that you're in the right direction that's what they want you to see it's not that you've done it that it's done it's complete i feel like every time we hit a milestone we extend how far the next goalpost is anyways. So it's not like we ever feel like I've done my life's work and then we just stop working. Like, obviously, that's not realistic for most people. Maybe for a few of us who have set up some good streams of income, it might happen. But for most of us, we're going to have to keep doing more. And most of us don't want to sit and do nothing. Most of us want to feel like we're contributing. And so, yes, whatever stage you're at now, you got there yourself. Like you pushed yourself to get there. And I think because the 19 also makes like the 10, like the end of the cycle, even though there's a couple more cards to come, there's a little bit more work to do. You still can celebrate where you are now. So trust that this warmth coming in is kind of clearing up that out in the cold feeling that we had with the five of pentacles and that we've walked through the door. We're now on the other side of it. And we're like, wow, there was all this warmth and sun out here. I thought I was getting put into maybe a house or a space, but really on the other side of the door was this whole meadow with sunshine and something that we couldn't have imagined unless we just opened that door. So this Aries season kind of sneaking in with this energy as often happens with these cards at the end where you're starting fresh, even though you might be in the middle of the cycle, doesn't matter where you're at in that process, you're still starting fresh. You're still coming up with a new mindset with some positivity and the word blooming was coming up like you're blooming at whatever at whatever point you're at you're blooming now you're not going back to starting from scratch that had been, I think has come up in a couple of things where it's like we're never fully starting from scratch even if you're just planting the seeds you're planting them based on evidence of like all the experiments you've done in the past you're starting from a point of higher wisdom so even if you have people trickling in trying to say remember last time you didn't do it but it's like well I learned from last time. I now know how to do it better. Even if it doesn't work exactly as planned, it just means it'll be a shorter process the next time. You're closing the gaps on all of this knowledge that you needed. And now's the time to open your arms and just invite that warmth and let yourself feel proud that you are where you are and that there's somebody out there who's looking at you like a beacon 
that they could be there one day. So that was just a really powerful transition that came through. What's so interesting is we, I feel like Pisces season, while it's pretty normal in length, I always feel like it sneaks up in March. It always feels early somehow. And the 17th is interesting, right? This is a really daydreamy, it it kind of feels like the fog lifts in some way. The sun and Neptune are going to unite in their once a year meetup. So this kind of burns off that fog where Neptune has us dreaming about what we can hope for. This is that moment of like recognition. What's interesting is that this time, of course, they're both in transcendent Pisces. So this is going to inspire you to actualize your daydreams. Sure, you can talk about them, get excited about them. But what if your mind hasn't caught up yet? Finding a way to be in nature and pull your energy inward will give you the insight you need. Maybe it's time to step into leadership, but going with the flow today will get you far more insight than a giant group meeting. Also, this is one of the dreamiest days of the year when the sun meets up with that Neptune energy, giving you all sorts of insights. The 18th is quiet, but the 19th gets interesting. If you are living in the eastern time zones, Atlantic, eastern, Aries will start in the early, early morning hours of the 20th. The further west you live, central, mountain, Pacific, into Hawaiian, it will come later in the evening, 11 p.m., sometime even right around midnight. What I think is symbolic about this, here we have this burst of sun energy, this Aries energy, and it's almost like it's sneaking in in the middle of the night. Like it's going to surprise us and the next day feels brand new. Here it is. Now is the time to start. But it's this feeling of it coming in kind of under the cover of night. The other part of the 19th that's so interesting is that we have that mindful, communicative Mercury is going to be conjunct the North Node. Again, this is happening in Aries. And We have so much emphasis coming up at the end of March and into April with eclipses, Chiron eclipse. All of these things will be happening, asking us to step into the best version of ourselves, our future destiny. The ideal version of what we can hope for is possible, but we have to move past our own wounds. So remembering on the 19th that your mind is being asked to step into new areas and into new mindsets just in time for Aries to sneak in in the middle of the night will give you the feeling of being anchored in what your dreams can actually become. This feels like an incredibly expansive time, but it will also come with that brand new earth under you. Is it stable? Can you rely on it? Will the crops grow? We don't know. It's a gamble we have to take each year when we plant these seeds. But if you've done the inner work through Pisces season, you're going to have a far better chance of harvesting beautiful outcomes later in the year. But really, my biggest message for Pisces season this year is to take the time to be in it. Let it sweep you away. You won't disappear under the waves. Your head won't go under. There's enough energy to keep you buoyed. But do the work because it will definitely pay off when eclipse season comes. If you resist it now, the eclipse will get you. <laughs> I can't believe we're already talking the 
the eclipse season that's coming. It's like, weren't we just through it just now? But it's been a while as much as it doesn't feel like that. And just when you were talking, I just realized the sun is the 19th. And the fact that this is happening on the 19th feels very significant why this felt like it needed to be a separate card. It's like this extra boost of a, of a reminder that like we can really use that. Oh, my God, this just came in now. Like it's the new year for the Zodiac. It literally is the new year because Aries is the first sign. I didn't realize like that's I think why they just drew me back into that. It is actually a rebirth. The fact that I kept it kept coming through that this is a new cycle. It doesn't matter where you're at. This is a new cycle. That's what they're telling us. It's like we are going from the end to the beginning again. And that connection between like the 12th house going into the first house of like self and that showing up and trusting yourself and showing up as the new version of yourself, like you're back at the first house again, we're back at that day one. So yeah, I love that we are kind of able to have another new year feeling. Maybe you've been feeling like you've been going through it the last few months and it hasn't really felt like things have taken off, but like this is our chance. So really, if you have rituals or anything you want to do around that. I would suggest that, I don't know how Emily feels about it with the astrology for it, but I feel like there seems to be really good energy for setting intentions here too. Absolutely. And I think we can't forget that we have Pluto at like zero and one degree. I think it's still at zero degrees of Pisces. This is intense. And so we are being asked to let go of things. This is that feeling of, Okay, if I'm going to clean out my closet in hopes of bringing in new things, I have to get rid of some of the old things that just don't fit or don't work or aren't me anymore. And there can be grief associated with that. I think that's where we're going to feel some of the emotional undertow that's going to come from Pisces. But remembering that it's creating the space and the opportunity. We're facing a lot of emotional transformation where before with Pluto in, in Capricorn, it was about redefining what it means to work. Wh what is my legacy? And I think so many of us have worked so hard the last 20 years to strike out and be entrepreneurs and to make a mark on the world and to help and to heal. And what's really being called in with this Aquarius energy is, is that really leaving you fulfilled? Do you feel at the end of the day like your life is better for it? Or are you just spinning out in hopes of helping everyone else and bringing some of that energy back to ourselves and getting realigned? Like you said, maybe diversifying what you're offering, doing more evergreen, whatever that looks like for you individually, that's part of letting go. And I think that's what this Pluto, these first few degrees are really asking us to lean into. Yeah, it does. I do feel that letting go really strongly. And I think when we're feeling into what we could do differently, I'm feeling, I don't know if it's the Aquarius piece of the energy, but like leaning into technology, I think is coming in a lot as much as I know I sometimes resist it as much as I work in technology, I work remotely, but like anything for myself that helps speed things up or helps me move forward faster. Anything that feels like cheating, that's what's coming up in my head. Anything that makes us feel like we're cheating. It's not. If it's like we're moving with the times. There was a time when people thought having a mobile phone was ridiculous to be able to contact people all the time. And now it's like weird if you don't have it. And so sometimes like hopping on these trends at the beginning to see how it goes, maybe not, again, investing everything you have into it, but just playing things out, trying things out. And if there's something that can save you some time, like 
we are using a, a note taker app to be able to do our show notes easier. Imagine how long it's taken us before to have to like go through the whole episode to be like, what did we even talk about and have to make our own notes from scratch? It's like, why, why do we make things harder than they need to be? And I think that's sort of what the energy is trying to clean up. What are we holding on to? Because we it's the way we've done it for so long, that Capricorn energy. And I know as a Capricorn, it is hard for me to do that. But it's like, it's okay to say like, I can delegate some of this or I can find something to automate this for me so that I can put my creative energy again towards making the tangible thing. And then what you do with that going forward can be automated. Like that's what I'm feeling is there's this huge technology, AI, all of these things where maybe we don't want to let the AI do all the things. We still need that human input. But there are things that are just tedious and boring that hold us back. Like that's what it's showing me is like anything that holds you back. Like if you don't want to start a podcast because you don't want to edit and you don't want to write show notes, you don't want to do all the after work, get the AI to do that part so that you can just keep coming up with new ideas. That's kind of how it's showing me. It's so funny. That completely brought me back to a conversation I had with Ray yesterday. We went to Costco and of course they were complaining about the parking lot because is a parking lot ever big enough at Costco? Never. But I was laughing about how in that moment I was thinking of my grandparents and how much more flexible I feel like they were with transformation. The idea of going to school on a horse, and that was your family's mode of transportation, to paying for car insurance by the time they passed, like the amount of transformation that happened in their 90 years. And I can't envelop or embrace a little new technology to help my day-to-day life easier like we have to stop being self-martyrs like oh poor me I have to do it the hard way you don't let those things go invite new ways in yes technology can be scary but we also we have to move with the times we I think too with Pluto revisiting these degrees of the early part of the United States right the United States is going to have its own Chiron return in April And as cancer, God, we can romanticize the past. It can be the only time everything was ever perfect. But when you really examine it, it wasn't. There was never that one moment. So we have to get out of our heads and allow ourselves the opportunity to try something new, put down all the things we've been carrying, and look at it in a new and fresh way. And yeah, I'm excited about the Aquarius energy. I'm hopeful I still feel like the winds of change are going to tumble some things, but it's going to be worth it in the long run. I'm definitely feeling that too. And I think we are kind of getting the first boost of that right now. These energies that are coming through Pisces season feel like they're creating that like creative spark, that connection between Pisces and Aries. I feel like is that like there is a part of even my creative process where I'm just in my head thinking of all the things. And then all of a sudden I get the energy like, that's the thing, I'm going to do it. And I feel like we're in that in-between period right now where it's like, it's there, we know it's there. We're just not quite there yet. But as soon as it's there, we're ready because we've been prepared for so long. And I think that reminiscing in the past and yeah, when you think about like my Nana is 87 now and she texts me and it's like she lived on a farm and like ran everywhere. Like she used to walk through farm fields to get to like someone's house. And now she has Facebook Messenger and texts me. 
And, you know, it's like she video called me one day to just see to meet my cat. And I was like, this is so wild that she is 87 and she can adopt these things. And yet I, again, can't include one new technology that will help me out. And it's like, you know, I think part of it is the fact that like we see the perfection version of everything that other people are doing it perfectly and we're afraid to be bad at something. I know that's held me back in a lot of things. And it's like now I just am at the point where I feel like I've lost a lot of the filters and I just don't care. And so now I'm more willing to be like, well, maybe I'll be terrible at it, but we'll see. You know, I, I'm going to have to try something new eventually. I can't keep doing these same three things for the rest of my life or I'll go nuts. Well, I, I'm excited for Pisces season. We'll see how we feel when we check back in next month. But this was great. It was really fun to see what cards you pulled and to dissect this energy. And yeah, we'll see you on the flip side. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Things That Make You Go Woo. You can find out more about this episode and how to work with me at emilyandherstars.com or come join the incredible sacred community at thirdeyelibrary.com. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time.